Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it is the Man Fuse podcast. Welcome to the show. Live. I don't know that we're live. No, not for everyone else, but for us we are. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. This is a live taping. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a live recording. Right. The voice <laughs> you're hearing on the other end is that of Ben H. That's right. And I am Kay Lee, your host. I'm an audio producer, voiceover artist, entrepreneur, and Ben H. is a real estate broker. I'm just a humble podcaster. Listen to those pipes. That's right. Give us soothe us, soothe our soul. <laughs> Croon for us, Ben H. Oh. So today on the Man Fuse podcast, I was given a book by one of my mentors, my uh, employers, a friend, Burt Weiss from the syndicated morning show, The Burt Show, and owner of the Pioneer Podcast Network. And he handed me this book, and I don't know if it was trying to tell me something, but it's called The Daily Stoic. And it's 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living. Each day, a day of the year, you have a message that you are supposed to read and maybe underline, make some notes, and incorporate that into your living, right? That's right. I was going to skip, Ben, but now I kind of feel like I should really go to the actual day. Mm. Don't you think? I do. So today's reading of the Daily Stoic entitled, and we'll expand on this, and I guess this could be maybe your inspiration for the day if you haven't absorbed any anything positive or, you know, something that will help change your results. You know, if something's not going good in your life, well, you need to change something in order to change the results you're getting. Absolutely. So today is you are a product of your training. And I really like this because as you set off and I'm going off the cuff here, as you set off to achieve something, you know, when you set goals, yep. you're normally not going to achieve those goals by being the same person you are when you started them. It's going to right. take growth. It's going to take change. It's going to take stretching, reaching, coming out of your comfort zone. You are going to need to train to become the person that is going to achieve those goals. I should be a motivational fucking speaker. That was right off out of my head. That was amazing. You know what that is? That's the product of training. That's right. And reading and absorbing. And reading books like The Daily Stoic. And applying. And applying those. Yes. It's like Mike Rowe's Dirty Jobs. That's right. This quote is from Marcus Aurelius. Chasing what can't be done is madness, but the base person is unable to do anything else. Mm. A dog that's allowed to chase cars will chase cars. A child who is never given any boundaries will become spoiled. An investor without discipline is not an investor. He is a gambler. A mind that isn't in control of itself, that doesn't understand its power to regulate itself will be jerked around by external events and unquestioned impulses. 
That can't be how you'd like tomorrow to go. So you must be aware of that. You must put in place training and habits now to replace ignorance and ill-discipline. Only then will you begin to behave and act differently. Only then will you stop seeking the impossible, the short-sighted, and the unnecessary. Wow. That's deep. That's, that's pretty powerful if you really absorb that. I absorbed it. Can yeah. we have the quote again? Chasing what can't be done is madness, but the base person, meaning the untrained person, is unable to do anything else. Wow. So meaning, you're a product of your training. Right. Right? If you're just at the base level yeah. of a person, like you're just, you're you untrained. You're, well, I think it's like chasing what can't be done is madness, but the base person can do nothing else. Right. Well, because the base person hasn't trained right. to do anything else. That's right. Right? Yeah. It's almost like uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Yeah. You know, in this, he's kind of saying that, well, if you don't train, you're going to do the same thing over and over. Yeah. Kind of. And not only that, you know, I was talking about this earlier to someone who I've been mentoring. And I was talking about how society basically has the majority of people thinking about time and money in short form, right? We think about how am I going to spend my time so that I can earn enough money to pay my monthly bills? And what if you expanded that to how much money am I going to pay per year, for my bills. What if you paid your bills once a year? God, my stepdad, when he was alive, yeah, that's what he would do. Right. Like he would be like, okay, just just send me the bill for the year to his electric company and right. pay it once. Yes. I don't want the monthly bullshit. I like doing that too, dude. Like I'll load up a couple grand at the electric company so that I don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? Um, I love to do that kind of thing. I love to pay things out you know, 90, 120 days in advance, because otherwise you're like the base person who just can't get ahead because you, you can't look, you can't really see beyond what you have to do right now so that you can make your bills paid by the first of the month or something like that. I'll be honest. I've never done that. I've never paid my bills a year in advance. I guess I could have, I always play this money game. It's like, okay, you know, you pay yourself first. I've right. always practiced that, right? right? And you pay yourself first. You put that money in savings. You hate to touch it. It pisses me off when right. I even have to take money out of it. Yeah. If I got to move money to my checking so I could pay a fucking bill right. because I'm a little short on money and I have more month, right. it drives me nuts. So to take cash like that much, yeah. that chunk yeah. out really makes no difference but i guess i don't like psychologically having to do that because maybe it's because i haven't reached a point that i've ever thought to myself i have enough money to yeah. where i want to do that that's what i'm saying we've been trained to think about things in monthly evolutions and that in and of itself i think is limiting to how we can expand. What would it take? What kind of financial position would you have to be in 
in order to pay things out a year in advance. And it'd be a much different financial situation. You'd need a different kind of income. You'd need a different kind of mindset. But what I was trying to explain to this person is the link between time and money. We use our time to get money, right? When you can produce enough of a stockpile or a great enough of a residual income, when you can get your money to a certain point, you can start buying back your time. To the point of that quote, what more could you do with your talent, with your skills, with your idea? What are the things that you could take action on if you knew that whether or not they were paid out or not, that you had an account that had a year or two year, and it, and that account, maybe it was 10 or 20% of your income, right? But that was a dedicated account that was only for your bills and your credit cards and stuff like that, whatever your monthly expenses are. And that thing had enough money in it to take you out years into the future. And that didn't include, you know, everything else that you had going on. It's always been a goal of mine yeah, to be goal. able to live off of 10% of my income. And I'm not there yet. That is a goal of mine to be able to live the life that I live off of 10% of my income. And that might seem to a lot of people like an insurmountable thing, but or dude, too much, too much. You, you know that I have job opportunities. I have big companies that will hire me right now for great jobs. And it would be a lot less stress probably on my life, but I can't let go of my desire to truly be financially free. And I know I can do it. I know I can. Ben, over the last few months, I can validate a pretty amazing opportunity. You were being courted. Yeah, by a big company. By a big, big real estate company. Yeah. All the big wigs. How many damn meetings did you have? Like 10. 10 meetings, like yeah. 10 interviews to see if you were the guy right. they wanted. That's right. And at the end of the day, they made you an offer. It was guaranteed money during the honeymoon period there was a bit of just like you know some jobs have well we're gonna see if this works out they want to make sure that you are the right fit morally ethically in the company's standards you're the type of person they want running the show also they're looking at results yeah but you said to yourself while it is guaranteed money and you know you're out here chasing deals grinding it away yeah and with an opportunity to make a lot of money, but you'd be under their thumb. That's right. If you're not producing, you're going to hear about it. That's right. You're going to have to report to them. And really now you only have to report to yourself and your wife. That's right. Maybe the people you owe money to sure. that are just normal bills, Sure. but you're not really reporting to them as long as you're paying your bills. Of course. And I remember we talked about it, and maybe it was off mic, but many times during that courting period right. where you were thinking that, you know, why wouldn't I take the job? Because yeah. I guess business during that time had, you know, was a little slow. And sure. with real estate, you might work on something today and not get paid for three months. That's right. Um, and so you could have used that money. Yes. Immediately, even yeah. on during the trial period. But you know what? You waited in and at the end of the day, you were like. First off, the trial period. I'm not going to stop momentum of what I'm doing, yeah. my own business, to now stop 
and put all my efforts towards pleasing these people. Right. And then if it doesn't work out after three months, then I got to go back to my business. That's right. I thought it was very brave. I feel like that would have been an easy way out. It would. Uh, it would have been a quick fix to giving you some, some you know, cash up front like yeah. right now. Still, it was not a bad opportunity. It wasn't. It's still a great opportunity. Still there for me, but ultimately, what it came down to to me was that in order for me to succeed at the level that I am going to commit to succeed at, at that job, what if I took that same effort, that same fire, that same energy, and applied it to what I'm already doing? Given the same amount of effort and energy, so we have two different things. We apply the same amount of effort and energy to each thing. Which one is a better fit for my life? Which one is going to yield better results? And which one is more authentically me? And when I looked at it like that, that was the great equalizer. Because what it caused me to realize is that I wasn't putting the level of effort toward what I'm already doing that I ought to, to match my goals that I have. So just like that quote is saying, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing the work. I wasn't being the action hero. I'm very good at being the thought hero. I'm very good at being the concept hero. I can give you a million billion dollar ideas, right? But a lot of times I get very cerebral with my things, right? And I'm not being the action hero. And the action hero is always the hero of the story. It's not the thought hero. The action hero is the one that saves the world. And we're all the primary character in our story, which is our lives, which is like a book. And we get to write it. And we get to decide whether or not we are going to be the hero in our story and save the world. And what does that look like? And so when I really looked at this, I thought, you know, turning this down is a recommitment to what it is that I have already sought out to do. I realize that I'm really only two years in to a 10-year campaign that I set out on two years ago when I became 40. And I have numbers and I have goals and I have everything to align with that. But I'm only two years into it. And so when I looked at the two things, that's what happened. And so, you know, interestingly enough, and, and to the point of all these things, whenever I get in a situation where I'm looking to put more into what I'm doing, I'm looking to get more out of my time. I'm looking to put forward more action in my life to become an action hero for my goals. Something has always drawn me to Andy Frisella, the creator of 75 Hard. I started reading and listening to things that he was doing, and I remembered this book that he wrote called The Power List. And I've got it right here. And this book 
written by Andy Frisella. I'll just read you the rules to the book. I love the way you're handling it like it's a Bible. It is a Bible. This is my action hero Bible. It's got 368 pages. All right. How to use the power list. Here's the rules. Every day, write five critical tasks to complete for that day. If you complete the task, put a check mark in the box next to the task. If you do not complete the task by the end of the day, put an X in the box next to the task. So it's either a check or an X, okay? If you complete all five tasks that day, you win the day. Circle the W at the bottom of the page. If you do not complete all five tasks, you failed to win the day. Circle the L at the bottom of the page. Once a task has been on your power list for 21 days straight and been completed all 21 days in a row, it is considered a habit that you will complete automatically. You must now remove that task from the list and replace it with a new critical task. The goal is to win every single day. When you create a habit of winning, it creates momentum and confidence. When you win enough weeks, you win the month. When you win enough months, you win the year. When you win enough years, you win your life. Huge right there. Yes, it's that easy. Win. And so, dude, you know, I've lost every day since I began. <laughs> He's a failure. I've yet. got nothing but L's. But, bro, I'm getting more shit done. I mean, the 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 deck was on my list for three days. Ben sent something last night because he said he was going to work on something. Yeah. And then when I opened it this morning, I'm like, damn, he spent some time on this shit. Well, it's been it's been on my it's been on my top five, and I've been I've been f- having to put L's at the bottom of every day because I didn't get it out. Well, you were doubling down because you kept working on it. You sent me like three different versions yeah. and since the first version last night. And isn't that how it is, though? I mean, once you get to taking action toward things, because I'm passionate about anything I do. I'm passionate about what we do. I'm passionate about what I'm doing. Sometimes, though, it's just kind of hard to get started. To get started. Because you're like, ah, I don't don't feel like doing that right now. Because you're too cerebral. It's too in your head. But it's like, but once you get going, you get into it. You get into it. Now you get passionate about it. Now you're up till two in the morning. Knocking shit out. Exactly. And it feels good. And then you get out the product and it's like, wow, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's like, boom. And so this has been great for me. Uh, Back to the quote, you know, um, this has been a way for me to, this is training. This is an everyday training activity where I've been sitting down at night and going through and circling the L at the bottom of the page day after day. Because, yeah, because I haven't won any days. But the truth is, even though I've been circling the L, I have been winning. Well, you've been getting shit done. More. You've been getting, getting shit, more shit done. I've been getting more shit done. And I'm like, this is such a brilliant concept, dude. And Andy is just such a, a beast for all this shit. And I thought, if I'm going to do this... Why not make one of my tasks, why not make one of my power list items 75 hard? So as you can see here, that's he's going back. One of my five tasks is is to do my 75 hard. And what I realized is that 
you know, I've been having some medical issues with mm. my heart. And um, scary thing. I have an AFib came up like a month ago. And I didn't know what it was, but I went to the doctor and they're like, it's an AFib. It's an additional like fuse in your heart that can make your heart fire weird. So I might have to get like a surgery and stuff like that. But I started 75 hard like four days ago. Okay. But on day one, I knocked it out. That evening, my heart went into AFib. Okay. I took the medicine. It didn't work. I went to sleep. I slept. I woke up. I'm still in AFib. I, I, I took more medicine. It didn't work. So I went to the doctor. Now, this is day two of 75 hard. I went to the doctor, right? I was at the doctor until 4 p.m. The doctor gave me a medicine that slowed it down, got it under control. Everything was good by 5 p.m. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm just going to start over tomorrow. Mm. And then I thought about it. Kaylee, and I thought to myself, no, because you know what I did? I opened up this book and I saw it and I thought to myself, the Bible, I've already drank most of a gallon of water. Mm. I've already been following the diet throughout the day. You're halfway there. I can rock out 10 pages. Yep. I can go do a walk because my heart is fine now. And I can come back home and I can do a workout here in my bedroom. I can do crunches and push-ups and stretching for 45 minutes. And I can comp accomplish day two. And tomorrow can be day three. I still have time to get this done and check that shit off of that list. And he did. And I did. And, and you now feel? I'm on day five. See, that's amazing. That's you know what great. I'm saying? That's great. And I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, it's, it was, it, you had a rough day. You weren't feeling a hundred. That's why you were ended up at the doctors because that's right. your heart was beating all irregular and yes. weird. And that can't be comfortable from anybody I know no. that has suffered from any type of irregular heart beating issue. Right. And it would have been so easy for you to just be like, I'm going to go home and I'm just going to relax. That's right. But in your back of your mind, you knew you were going to have to check off the fail. That's right. And you were going to, and you know, and if you think about it too, you know, no one wants to spend their, most of their afternoon at the doctor. You feel like you're wasting your fucking time, even oh, though your health worst, is the dude. most important, but still you're like thinking about the million other things that you could be knocking out right, right. now. Instead, you're waiting on tests or yeah. waiting to get into the doctor and That's you're right. just sitting there and it's just like... You know, and it's probably killing you that you're not, you had to cancel appointments right. and you had to cancel this and pick it up your kid from school or whatever it is. And so it would have been so easy to just count the day a loss. Yeah. And just go home and just fucking just accept the, you know, that you had to cancel this and cancel that. But That's you right. didn't. The training meant more. And the, you know what, dude? It turned out. A great day. By the end of that day, it was like midnight when I finished everything. But, dude, I felt great. And it reminded me of how I got to where I am today. It's action. Action is everything. And, and I sent you this clip that I saw. So 
you know, in Georgia, there is a huge mega church. It's called North Point. Oh, they yeah. have like multiple locations. They have like a Browns Bridge. They have a Buckhead. They they have built thirty million dollar churches. Yeah. I mean, and Andy Stanley, who is the son of the late pastor Charles Stanley. Thank you. Andy is an incredible communicator, and I ran a and I haven't been to a church like I haven't even been to Buckhead Church in years. It's funny you bring that up because we actually went. The weekend before last, we didn't oh, nice. go this last weekend. Did but you bring Jack to? We to, brought Jack to Wombaland and yeah, and and we're going this Sunday. You guys should come with us. Might do that. I saw this snippet because this applies, and I sent it to you. Yeah, and this comes from some type of program or series he was doing. Right, where basically he was. It was more on business. Yeah, and so this is exactly what you were talking about select performance oriented people and position them for maximum impact recruit and again this is a bit industry specific i'll admit that recruit doers over thinkers recruit doers over thinkers if you want a healthy high performance team you have to hire or you have to put people on your team who are doers and i get in trouble sometimes when i make the following statement and maybe it's a bit of exaggeration but i'm convinced there's a lot of truth to this it is easier to educate a doer than to activate a thinker. Mm. It is easier to educate a doer than to activate a thinker. In my experience, hiring people who get things done and then educating them along the way is a lot easier than hiring someone who's already educated and loves to think about things and come up with intangible concepts, but isn't wired and geared to do things. That's huge. Yeah, it's very similar. And when I heard that, it might have put me on this path, honestly. Um, looking Doers. back on it because it reminded me that, hey, man, yeah, sure, you're a great thinker. You have you great up, ideas. Yeah. But guess what? If you can't put it into it action. It doesn't matter if you're not going to do, right. if you're not going to take action. Like I like to say action instead of doer, but it's the same thing. Everyone's got ideas. That's right. It's just a thought. It's like vapor. I hear it all the time. People come to me, oh, you know, like, I wish I could just invent something and, like, sell it on the open market and, and like, Do you know how much rich, time and you know? fucking energy that's going to take to get it to that point? Yeah, I mean, just the Zodi Band project was, I mean, these little metal bracelets just... Bringing that to the market. I mean, Zodi Link will be out soon. <laughs> yeah, Zodi Link coming soon. The point is that you can. And people always say, oh, I have this idea. I wish I had somebody that would fund it, that would put forward the money. Money is the least of your concerns if you really have a great idea and you are taking action. You're the one that has to take action. If you don't believe in your idea enough, to make it happen without money, you're never going to get anybody to write you a check. No Shark Tank person is going to buy that or no, fund that deal. You if have you're to not, create it. Well, you have to have the action. You have had to already take it and go through the That's pains right. and the ups and downs. Well, I don't have the money. Well, get a second job. How much do you want it? How much do you believe in your idea? How much do you need? If you got a second job, could you get started? Could you run the prototype? If you didn't drink for a month, if you didn't spend money on Starbucks, if you went and traded in your car, 
If you just said, fuck it, I'm not paying my credit cards anymore, and you instead spent that money on creating a prototype for your idea, because if you don't believe in yourself enough to stop paying your credit card bills or turn your car in or something like that, if you don't believe in that idea enough, you think I'm going to write you a check? Hell no, because I'm willing to do all that shit. I don't give a damn. I'm willing to do whatever it fucking takes. You know, I might not have the like money for something that I want to go buy. And, you know, my wife will be like, oh, we need to do something for the house. And I'll be like, no, you know, I don't have that budgeted. But if it's a business expense that yeah. is aiding towards the growth of something that I'm doing, I make the money for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because I believe in it. That's right. And she'll be and she'll get pissed sometimes like, oh, but you could spend that. I'm like. I think this is needed. Yeah. And this is going to help down the road, which sometimes she can't see the right forest through the trees. That's right. She can't see the pot of gold at the end of mid rainbow. <laughs> it's true, man. And, and well, you know, anyway, so I, I think we hit on that enough. That was a great quote. Thank you, Bert, for the Daily Stoic. If you have anything to contribute, hit us up at 770-744-5227 or at manfuse.com. Fool Media.